The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here. This is my podcast, my weekly show, where I come to you to bring you my thoughts, perspectives, ideas, and other synonyms for the word idea every week about helping you guys live better, getting up in in your lives and going into your days of the stuff we do and doing it better, applying a way of thinking to your life that enables you to live the life that you want to live more and more each day and to become the person that you already are more each day. Okay, if you're just joining me, that's going to be maybe a little bit cryptic cuz it's like, wait, the person I already am, what what's that? I'm trying to change that person and I go no. Nay. You are not trying to change that person. You are trying to to me get to the person that you already are deep down and that is a knowledge issue. You can make it about food and that you're not getting enough protein or you think you're not getting enough protein, but you are getting enough. It's fine. Trust me, you're good. <clears throat> but that's not the issue. Got it? This is a thinking podcast above all else. It is a philosophy podcast. It is about me sitting here talking to you guys about my ideas, but also to, to give you solutions to what, what plagues us as a species, which are the, the struggles associated with, with living better. It's, it's a huge struggle. It's a lot to take on. Of course, we're going to be drawn to the things that promise us minimal effort for maximum return, i.e. diets and quick fixes. Of course, we're going to go to those things because we're super busy and we just don't have the time to set, we think, anyway, to set off on a long-term rest of our lives kind of practice. It's, it's just exhausting to think about until you think about it as a small stepper and go, wait a second, just because I'm taking on something long-term doesn't mean it has to be this massive uh, every day. I got to now spend eight hours a day doing this or even 45 minutes or even 20 minutes. It's smaller than that. The beginning of the practice is so minimal. I often with clients um, who I work with, you know, for a month to, to 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 teach this system, not to solve any weight loss issues. By the way, certainly to teach them about nutrition and things like that. But more, ninety nine percent of the job that I do in in a given month is to teach them the system to enable them to continue. That to me, that's success. If I if they lose ten pounds in a month and, and they go, okay, great, I lost ten pounds. That's what I wanted to do. Then I have failed miserably, miserably, because there's a good chance that in two months after that they're going to gain the ten pounds, and then some. Okay, and they might have word of mouthed me to somebody else, and that person hired me, and then I'm you know driving a Rolls Royce by just taking people's money and making them uh, be failures or at least see themselves as failures uh, because they weren't set up to succeed in the first place because I didn't give them that kind of training. Again, I can I can get somebody to lose weight in 10, 10, in, in 10 pounds in a month. That's that's easy. That's not a challenge to me. We, we know enough about nutrition. I know enough about nutrition. A ton of people know enough about nutrition. We know enough about exercise. We're, we're good on that. I can do that, no problem. But I don't do that. And I don't do that for a reason. And that's, I just said which reason that is, is because it doesn't set you up for long-term success. This podcast is 196 episodes in. Uh, and some people have, have listened from the very beginning. Some people, you know, listen for a while and they sort of get the ideas of it. And then they go and they don't need to listen to it anymore. Great. You don't have to, you know, there's no reason why you have to sit here and listen to this podcast every week for 196 weeks. 
But I want you to know at the same time, it's here for you when you listen to 30 or 40 and go, yeah, okay, I got this. I got, I got it. <clears throat> I'm going to put it in action. And you do, and it's great. But in everybody's lives, there's maybe going to be a dip where you go on a trip or you, your life changes and you kind of need a little refresher. You pop back in for a couple episodes, you pop back out or not. But that is the reason I come here. It isn't, obviously, it's not a guest-based podcast. It's not, you know, that kind of thing. I do have guests on occasion, but it's it's mostly just hammering home these ideas every week. As I was thinking, like, do I repeat certain things? Of course, concepts. I frame concepts in different ways and try to communicate those and, and things that I notice about my own life and my with my clients and everything else. But remember when you learned how to um, brush your teeth? You probably don't remember because you were young, but your parents, I guarantee it because I'm a parent now and doing this with my children, reminded you to brush your teeth probably for years. I mean, I know I have, and my kids are they're not dumb. Like they're decently intelligent. Like they're fine. They're fine. But I have to, it's not an intelligence thing. It's like, I just have to remind them if it's a habit thing. Do you brush your teeth? No, I haven't. Okay. Go brush your teeth. Go brush your teeth. Go brush your teeth. But now like my twins are eight. Now it's like, did you brush your teeth? Yeah. I brush my teeth. Like they're starting to now like get into the, Oh yeah, that's just what we do at night in the morning. We brush our teeth in the morning. So it's now it's in transition, but years, years, so for us to think as adults that, that oh, okay, well, let me just do this for a few weeks and I'm, I'll be good then is crazy. I actually think, and I know there's studies that people have said, you know, 30 days of doing something, 21 days. I don't know. I, like, I don't know. I think it's longer than that. I, I, I also think it's dependent on the life you're living. I think I mentioned this a few episodes back, but I think it's dependent on the person. I don't think that there's a set amount of days that we can say, okay, if I do this for 72 days, then it's going to be inked. I, I just don't, I don't find that to be true. Why? Because I've worked with people for, for a month and then they come back a few, you know, a year later into another month and they still, there's just still a struggle there in just the, the habit of being a small stepper. It's a new thing. It's a new way of thinking. And I'm trying to craft it in such a way that, that you can't not include it in your life because it's so minimally time dependent. Like I've looked at clients, uh, you know, steps list at the end of the month that I work with them, right? So they, now they've, they started with like one step on their steps list and they end up with 15. But if you add up the amount of time that the 15 steps on, on average takes, the amount of time that it takes, it's minimal. Sometimes it's mi literally minutes, like seven minutes, 15 steps. Because some of the steps are like three deep breaths. Okay, well, that's 45 seconds right there. That's not a lot. It's one minute of journal writing. Okay, well, there's another minute. That's two steps right there. It's texting me in the morning to say that you're awake just by way of you kind of doing that. And then you think like you remember you're in the game and all that kind of stuff. That text, five seconds. So that's three steps right there. So you can, you can, you know, you can a one minute walk around your living room. Okay, that's four steps. That's four minutes. You see where I'm going with this? I could keep doing this and just bore the crap out of everybody. Just, I could. Okay, now the fifth step, I'm, just, I'm joking. I'm not going to do that to you guys, but you get the idea. You can have a massive amount of steps on your steps list that represent all of about less than 10 minutes of a day. Maxim, maximum product productivity in those, in those steps because it feeds, I talked about this last week, it feeds into all other areas of your life. It is the thing that feeds your last week's episode, the Daydream Believer. It's like the things that feed your mind because now you're thinking about those things at other times. You're you're proud of yourself. You feel a sense of accomplishment. You're, you're doing things in your life to make your life better. It's control of your life. It's self-esteem. It's self-confidence all from this little thing. It's, it's like the P90X or whatever those kind of DVD things are the insanity, whatever, those are 10 minutes a day too, but that's a very 
10 minutes that is just for this thing, and, and, and I'm not knocking it, do it. It's great. But the 10 minutes of a small stepper's typical small, small stepper release of people I've worked with directly are a varied, varied list uh, uh, that, that bleed into all areas of their lives, food being just mere one of those areas. So that that 10 minutes is crazy awesome because it's just 10 minutes of just all this cool crap that you're doing, music and art and eating well and exercising and thinking and meditating. Boom, 10 minutes. It grows from there. And it also, by the way, kind of comes back down again too as you remove your things from your list. Your list goes down, and you because as they become habits, as they become brushing your teeth, as one of the steps becomes so rote that you just don't even think about it, it comes off your list. So your list doesn't get to a hundred steps. It usually hovers in around the same number because as you continue, you remove things and add things, et cetera, et cetera. Dig? Woo! Okay. Anyway, it is Monday morning, and I usually, you know, I said I do these at night, but I've really been trying to do them either on Sundays or Monday mornings. I just feel uh, more energized in the morning or when I'm not at the end of a, of a workday, and so I'm just framing the, the time and place. What? Yeah, that's my um, next YouTube video that I posted this morning. Time and place. Right time, right place. See how I did that? Very crafted. You'll see with this podcast that everything I say is extremely uh, scripted. I'm reading it. I never stray. I never ad lib ever. Okay. I just, that's because I want to be a robot. I don't want to have to think about stuff. I just want to write it all out. I actually have somebody write it for me. So I don't have to do that. It's just so easy and easy. I'm drinking water right now. This is my dial back day. For those of you just joining me, go back and listen to old episodes. Or if you've, you know, been here before, re listen. Um, every week I do a dial back day, hashtag dial back day. It was used on occasion. The hashtag was. Um, and, uh, what it is, is a day where I dial back one area in lieu of dialing up what, or let's say dialing forward. I don't know the opposite of dial back. Somebody emailed me the opposite of dial back day, dial forward day. Um, I'm dialing back. This is what I do. I dial back food on one day, uh, so that I can reset my clock in all other areas. I, I remember all the other things that I do in my life that bring me joy. I'm more focused on those things so that I don't have to think about food. It's evolved for you. It could be your dial back day could be, you know, one hour less of cell phone on, on, on a given day or one hour less of social media on, on your dial back day. Um, it can be, you know, taking a break from exercise, if you, you know, whatever, it can be whatever you dial back to sort of reset your clock. It's sort of the way that this podcast has become for many, many people, which is a way to dive in and reset your clock uh, once a week. So that's so, so too with the dial back day. For me, it has become, it became a fruit only, you know, and I may do that eventually, like now it's in summer and the fruit's starting to kick ass again. So I may dive in on that. But what it's, what it's become over time was fruit only. And then, um, and then it became after that was uh, just water all day. That's that's what I do until dinner. I just I just don't eat all day. And then at dinner I sit down for a big big freaking salad. If you've never seen that video, go back and go to my YouTube channel. You'll see at the very bottom. Um, it's one of the playlists of like popular uploads or whatever. It's got like almost it's going on seven thousand views, which is you know not huge, but for me it's the bigger of the videos. So um, big freaking salad. Anyway, so that's what I do today. Just water only. So I'm drinking, I'm sloughing some water right now. And uh, it's I, I become absolutely in love with my dial, this version of the dial back day because it's just so minimal 
anything. Like we have to make food for the kids at night. So dinner is sort of what we have to do anyway. So that's time, that time's dedicated, but man, just getting up and jar of water and going out the door and just, ah, paradise. I love it. The few first few days that I did it, uh, we're a little wonky, you know, the habit of eating, the thinking of eating, but probably after three dial back days of this, I just was like, don't feel hungry, feel more energy. My brain thinks clearer. I'm not saying my, I speak better. My English is more, you know, intact. I'm just saying my brain thinks better. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a certified nutritionist and small steps, small steps, small steps coach. You can find out about me, Sid Garza Hillman, com Sid Garza Hillman dot com. Uh, you can find out where I have social media, where I social media up. You can find out on my site. You can buy approaching the natural uh, stuff like nutty nut nut t-shirts and, and mugs and uh, approaching the natural shirts and all these kinds of things. There's an order that came in for you listening. I'll be sending that out soon. Came in yesterday or two days ago. Can't remember. And um, you can see all the YouTube videos there, the whole deal. I also head up the Wellness Center at the Stanford Inn at stanfordinn.com. There is, by the way, an awesome retreat uh, coming in September. There are spots still available. We just did the one in June. It was so great. If you want to come out and just cooking, nutrition, gardening, trail running, if you want, it's optional. But you can, you know, let me know ahead of time and say, yeah, I'd love to go out on the trails with you. I'll take you out on the trails, at yoga, daily. This thing is like the retreat to end all retreats. It's incredible, super fun. So go to stanfordin.com or call them. Just go to their website and you'll get the number and everything else. If you do call them, for my listeners, you can mention the Approaching the Natural podcast and you'll get a 10% discount. And they'll, they're going to say, I don't really know anything about that. Just, just say, trust me, check with Sid. Just say that, Okay. Because by the time I go to work, I'll forget to tell them that I just offered this discount. I'm just saying. Where am I going to be? Well, the Triangle Veg Fest just bought my uh, plane tickets there last week. So the plane tickets are, are rolling. Uh, I'm going to be in Durham, North Carolina, August 26th and 27th. I think I'm speaking on the 26th. That's trianglevegfest.com. I extended my trip by one day because I'm going to go down and see old Matt Frazier and Doug Hay. The, the, the no meat athlete folks there and Doug, of course, does trail talk and um, he just had a, a baby by just I mean, she's a year old. I have never met her. I'm going to go there and spend spend the night and, and day with those guys and, and be able to hang out with them. And, and, and so that'll be really fun. Uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying I'll be going to Asheville for the day and probably getting some sort of pastry at one of their coffee houses because remember when I was there last time, boy. That got good stuff. Matt and I did all that work for the meal plan, which, by the way, Health Made Simple is our meal plan with a ton of videos and recipes and really how to teach you how to eat very healthy with minimal effort. That's what this system is. It's a system. NoMeanAthlete.com slash meal-plan-system. Where else? Portland in October 14th and 15th. And just this just in, the California Veg Food Fest in, wait for it, Los Angeles, going back to my old haunts, September 16th and 17th. I think I'm actually speaking on the 17th. Jeff Stanford and I are going down there. Jeff is speaking on the 17th as well. And uh, my book is coming out like a two days after that, which is very exciting. And that's called Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family, coming out September 19th on Roundtree Press. And uh, that's kind of rolling still. I did not get the interior designs last week like I had hoped, but I'm hoping they're coming this week. Matt Frazier's right in the forward. He's almost done. 
It's all coming together. So yeah, California. Yeah, right? LA, Los Angeles, going to go down there. And I just got asked, like three days after that, I got an email from a woman who heads up the um, SoCal Veg Fest in Costa Mesa, inviting me to speak down there. And so that might happen. That's in October. So little Southern California action. If you guys are down there, let me know. It'd be fun to see the peoples, the people that that listen to this podcast that I never see. Okay? Um, okay, let's get busy a little bit. I do want to mention my YouTube channel, Sid Garza Hillman. Please subscribe. Even if you just watch the videos, just go ahead and subscribe. It helps my numbers. It doesn't cost you nothing, not even barely time. The new episode is called Right Time, Right Place. Uh, I was in the right time. I don't remember what I titled it. It's something to be about time and place. And here's why. I was inspired to do this video because you guys have known that my music step has has blossomed over the last couple months, become a thing of me actually writing again. I talked about this probably ad nauseum last week, so I won't I won't belabor and watch my last video before this new one because I talk about it quite a bit. Um, but so I went to record this new song because my my I'll just let you know my project is that because um, I'm not writing a book and I'm not doing a meal plan and my race is done and I'm not right you know so I'm kind of there. Um, my project is to it, I decided was to record one of the songs and shoot a, a, a music video like not go crazy on it but just I do videos anyway it sounded like a fun thing to do. My daughter Luna has a video uh, YouTube channel and she's getting into videos and so she's going to co-direct it with me. She's coming up with some concepts, ideas to to of, of things to shoot. Pretty simple stuff, but the recording, that's what happened. So I was like, okay, I got to record this thing. Now, all of a sudden, this like the thing happens where you know you guys know if you're just joining me you may not but I used to be a full-time singer songwriter and I had a way of doing things back then I had a way of, of recording I would go into a studio and I would use you know analog tape and and we would I had a, a, a way and I did this for years it was just you, when we would do a record it would just okay we're gonna go to a studio and, and I had my favorite studio and we'd go and it was really nice and there's video games in the hallway Galaga I got very good at Galaga um, and so smoke a bunch of cigarettes. I mean, that was that time and that place. See where I'm going with this? So now I'm, now, now I'm in this place and I'm like, I, I hear that, okay, maybe I should try to find a studio. Maybe I should just do da-da-da-da-da. Maybe I should bring my drummer up from Los Angeles. And, and it was like this quick moment of like, okay, I can do that, but it's going to be a, it's going to, it, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing that's going to be super stressful for me. It, what are what is really my goal here? My goal is this is not an album that I'm releasing. If I do an album, then that'll be a different conversation in my own head. It's not an album. I want to sh- record a, a song and shoot a music video. Th- that's what this is. I'm not going to release the song yet. I mean, I may. I may do an album. I have no idea what's on in the cards because I'm a small stepper, so I'm open to a whole bunch of cool stuff. And then I'm going to make moves to get that ha- to happen. The move right now is I'm writing songs, so I'm not rocking the boat. I'm just kind of keep on keeping on. So, but anyway, so I had to go through this whole thing. So it was like, okay, but so recording, what if it doesn't set? And I just said, well, let me do a little research on GarageBand. It's the thing I use to record this podcast. And so I'm I'm pretty well versed in the program. So that was dialed in. And I just did some quick searches on recording music and kind of how to get that done. And, you know, I already have the equipment. Like it's so, it was so good. And so I did it. Uh, This time and place is different than that time and place when I used to record in studios. It just is. Our lives change. The, the logistics of our lives change. And 
what I said in the video, which I'll say here is sometimes if I, if I had tried to recreate that thing right now, I just wouldn't be recording. I wouldn't be doing the music video. And if I did, I'd have to slog through and probably wouldn't get, be going to be for another year. It's a lot to, in my brain, because it's like, well, what if it doesn't sound as good? What if it's better? I mean, this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing that I come up, not against, but up, I, I deal with it day to day and with clients that when we make moves in our lives, they're, all these things jump up. They're like dormant and then they just, you know, and it's like they smack us upside the head and it's like, what if people don't like the song? What if it doesn't sound good? Failure, success, perfection, pit. I mean, all these things, just, they're just waiting. Wait till Sid decides to do something that's a little out of the box. Let's, let's keep him from doing that. Why? Why does that happen? Well, other than the fact that I don't really care because I want to just solve the, the, the issue and, and, and produce, which I did. But the theory I have, and this is not exactly you know crazy, is that we have that part of ourselves that protects us from perceived stress. We have that part in our bodies and our specifically our minds that that in danger do what's necessary to keep us from dangerous situations. It's what we perceive as danger that we are in charge of. We we can say I can finally just say to myself, I can feel all that and I can feel the drive to not do it, to not put some, something out there like every video I do is is me testing myself in this regard because if I gave in to that move or that that drive of of protectionism i would never do anything i certainly wouldn't do this podcast right i wouldn't do it at all i wouldn't do videos i wouldn't i wouldn't do i wouldn't work with clients on the off chance that it doesn't work out and somebody's mad at me or who knows i wouldn't direct an ultra marathon with 150 people coming from 18 states because something could go wrong and somebody's going to just be super super angry with me because they came out from freaking idaho i don't know if I, if I let those things be who I am, I don't do anything. That's a fact. Why I talk about music in, and have been is because for me, this is, this is small stepping. If you guys think this is weird, then go back and listen to old episodes. This is the very heart of small stepping. It isn't about food and exercise. It can be about food and exercise. That's one of the things I also do in my life to make myself as healthy and happy as possible. But if you think music isn't as much small, about small stepping as, as eating a, a big freaking salad, you got another thing coming because it is. The same messages when, that come up to me when I decide to record a music, you know, record a song on GarageBand instead of in a studio are the same messages that somebody else might get when they decide to lose weight. What if you fail? What if you don't keep it off? What are you, how are you going to eat? Per, what if I can't eat perfectly? What if I have to go to the social situation? I mean, all these things happen, the failure, the perfection, the success, the ideas, what, it, what, you, what we think healthy eating is, what we think we have to do. All these things come up. They come up every time you step out of your little safety box of things that you do every day that you don't really have to think about. Every time you step out of your, I go to my commute, I go to my job, I come home from my job, I make my children dinner. When you step just outside of those lines, it's it's perceived by you on some level from when you were a kid, I have no idea, don't know, don't care, but it's perceived as a risky it's a risk, and you don't want to take it. At least part of you doesn't want to take it, but the real you does. And that's what this podcast is dedicated to you. Is to, I'm talking to the real you every week. If you want to know who's who, who I'm talking to, I'm not talking to the you that is eating a way that you don't really want to eat. I'm not talking to the you that isn't as fit as, as you want to be. I'm talking to the person that already is that fit. 
I'm talking to the person that already does eat really healthy most of the time so that he or she can do awesome, cool stuff. I'm talking to the person that already does write novels because you're afraid to not write a novel because what if somebody doesn't like it or you can't get it published? I'm not talking to that person. To let that person drive the car, I'm talking to you who does that stuff in your mind already, who is identified with those things, but is in a little bit of a conflict because in your life you're not acting those things out. Fine. Well, I'm not. Ta- I'm not. I'm just. I'm talking. I'm talking to you every week. And guess who? Guess what? I'm also going to tell you. Guess who the person is that turns on this podcast? You know the answer. It's the real you. The real you is turning on this freaking podcast and you and I are having a conversation about this. The other part of you that does the things that you're not super happy with, let them do whatever they want during this hour. Just hang hang here with me and let that person just be kind of mildly, mildly annoying. Can we just agree on that? Mildly annoying? Okay. Um... Yeah, so a lot of that came up with with the song like crazy, but I went ahead and did it, recorded. I think it sounds great. Uh, does it sound as good as in a studio with a tape? And a, no, probably not. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Um, but the limitations of preconceived ideas. I mean, my goodness, if I just said, well, recording a song is this, 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 and this, I would never have recorded the song over the weekend. The other interesting thing that happened is just the way that I had to approach it because it was Father's Day yesterday and we had a busy weekend with stuff. I was I volunteered for a, a, a bike race uh, that was in town and, and so all this kind of stuff. And so I recorded the song like in moments. I would I would go like, okay, I'm going to go out there for 10 minutes and I would like come out here for 10 minutes and work on something and then I'd go back in and then I'd come back out. I mean, to- compl- 180 degree difference between that and how I used to record, just being at a studio for you know 14 hours. So it's interesting the way that you can make things work when you break down and just chuck the ideas that we've had before about what it takes to do whatever we want to do. Meditation's 45 minutes. Okay, then I'll never meditate. Or let me decide what meditation is and actually do that. And a lot of this was backing out, um, you know, broadening. I've talked about umbrella goals, like remembering that your umbrella goal is to live happy, happy and healthy such that any individual thing you do underneath that should be to that end. And if the diet is making you miserable and stressed, it's not making you healthy and happy. So there, there, there's your change. That gives you the liberation, freedom to say, "Well, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do a, I'm going to figure out another workaround." Um, the idea was to make music. Uh, my, my umbrella goal is to create music. That's my, my umbrella goal. My umbrella, my goal isn't to record music in a studio. My, my back, take five steps and look at it broad view, create music. So I did that. Okay, and and again, I'm hearing my own voice, and I'm going. Does it sound as good as a studio? I, this that's the that's the language, and I can tell you, the real me is now going to say, I don't care because I recorded a song. If nobody likes it, I don't. What can I do? I don't know. I don't know, right? All right, you guys. Um, so let's get let's let's continue. Um, I want to mention that my new um, website is, I, I, I say this every week, it is getting very, very close. It's, it's actually ready to launch. I just have to meet with a guy to talk about sort of the, how we're going to roll this thing out. But it's ready to roll. So um, I, I, it, it is live technically. I just don't want to give the website yet because I don't want people going and, and doing it. Bef- and, and I don't know why you would because I'm going to roll out and, and offer this thing at a half price if you sign up within a certain time frame. Um, so 
I'm, I'm going to tell you, go to SidGarzaHillman.com, put in your email address, uh, and, and get on the mailing list because that's going to be the mailing list that I send out to and say, okay, this thing's launching, and I'm going to send a series of about three emails. It's not going to, it'll be fine, and it's going to say, you know, if you if you sign up between this date and this date, you can get it. it it'll literally be fifty percent off. <clears throat> that's five zero to get you into the system. <clears throat> I will tell you, it's a twelve week, uh, twelve week program. It's a, a video every week. It's daily reminder emails. It's live Q and A's. It's it's exclusive content. It is learning my small step system so deeply and and just so detailed. And yet it's minutes a day, literally minutes a day. So that you can do more, you can do less. But you but what you need to be able to do is minutes on average a day. I mean five, six minutes. I mean, it's nothing, but you're going to learn this system and you're going to be thinking about it throughout your day, even beyond the time that it takes for this, for, you know, for the actual program. It's very cool. It sets you up for forever. It sets you up for freaking forever. Okay. More on that in a minute. All right. I'm going to touch on the, uh, this food again. I, it just keeps coming up. I think as I did the, the, the retreat recently, but I get a lot of questions about cooked versus raw, and I have takes on that. Okay, so so here's my take on that. Am I 100% raw? No, I am not 100% raw. Uh, could I be? Sure, I could eat fruit all day and leafy greens and tomatoes and cucumbers and be wildly healthy um, and just crazily healthy. I mean, I just would. I don't because of my life. I have family and all these kinds of things that we do fun meals and things like that. That's just for me. Most days, I'm mostly raw. Do I do? I usually do something cooked every day. Like if I have a big freaking salad, I'll have a, you know, I'll throw a scoop of pasta on it, or I'll throw a scoop of quinoa and beans on it. Those are cooked. Okay. On average, I I want people to think about more, more than cooked versus raw. I want people to think about water content of food. I know that's a weird thing that people don't really talk about, but we tend to sort of over when we do eat cooked, it's like so cooked. It's like beyond, there's levels of cooking is all I'm saying. There's lightly steaming and then there's freaking, you know, cooking till the, till it just sucked all the, anything out of the food ever, you know, a cracker, you know what I mean? So, okay. So, um, so first I like to say like, okay, in general, the things cooked or raw that are, that still have sort of the water content and that can allow you to steam broccoli lightly instead of just, you know, again, dehydrate the crap out of it. The second thing is is has to do with digestion, and I think I talked about this in maybe some episodes ago. Uh, that that the where the where the variation happens, in my opinion, with with people and their food, isn't that we are a species and, and and that that everybody's different. Everybody needs completely different things. I don't believe that to be true at all. I think that we're we're pretty much all brothers and sisters, and nutritionally, we're, we pretty much need the same kinds of stuff. It's not it's not a very. I just need this, and they need that. Completely different. No. But what I do say is that the level of stress in your life and therefore the level, oops, sorry, I just moved the microphone, the level of stress and therefore the, the, um, the, the, how, how strong your digestion is, that affects what I, what I would recommend for food-wise. So in other words, if your digestion is, digestion is impaired, I'm going to recommend some things to you that may not be necessary for somebody who has a really strong digestion. Things like 
nuts and seeds, a little harder to digest, beans, a little harder to digest, grains, a little harder to digest. If your digestion is impaired, you might have a rough time with those things. I would move you to more of the fruit and also, you know, potato, cooked potatoes and, and pretty well steamed stuff like almost oversteamed if you're having severe digestive issues. I was just talking to somebody about ulcerative colitis and I've had clients with ulcerative colitis. I start them on, this is not a joke, white rice, even though you guys know how I feel about white rice. But if somebody's already in the situation where their digestion is so impaired and, they, and they're just in pain and they're on multiple drugs for this thing, I'm not going to be like, hey, brown rice is better. Of course it is. But if you're not digesting it, what difference does that make? So I've, I've started people off on white rice and squash and potatoes and sweet potatoes, very well cooked. If they do any vegetables, it's like green beans, carrots, but super well steamed, like, like super steamed, right? And, and the clients I've had with ulcerative colitis for some reason, and this may be just what they are, but they can handle bananas. So I have them do like a banana shake, but that's not what I would recommend to everybody. That's just appropriate for that. The point is, is that sometimes cooked food is necessary because of the life that you live and cooking does part of the job of digestion already. It starts to break down things. It releases certain nutrients. Yet there's, again, how well you cook it is makes a difference because there's these things called advanced glycation end products that if you cook over 350 or 400 degrees, they're toxic and they're hard on your body and, they, and they're stressful on your body, of course. But lightly steaming or baking a potato is, is fantastic. I'm not going to get aggro about it. I've also mentioned, by the way, or seen you know, people who are so-called raw foodies, very unhealthy because they're freaking eating nuts and seeds and, and extra virgin olive oil all day. You know, So to, to, to say like, well, I, just, I do raw food is like saying I'm vegan. Well, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. If you're vegan, you can be eating potato chips and drinking scotch all day. If you're a raw foodie, you could be drinking olive oil all day. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything to me. If you look at high water content, if you look at fiber, and if you look at high micronutrient content, you're going to naturally sort of be in that realm where mostly mostly raw and some cooked, and you're good. Again, I'm so worried every day that I see this happen more and more of this just like hyper-attentive crazy on food. We are overthinking it. It is completely unnecessary. You don't need to do it. Basic guidelines apply to most people. If you have an actual physical thing like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, you've got diabetes, you've got, I don't know, then you're going to need that extra attention. You should get help in that regard. But when you're just living your life and you're not having those acute things and you want to live healthy as possible via food, at least, um, general guidelines apply. General guidelines apply and a most of the time definitely applies. A most of the time. With a guy like who has ulcerative colitis, am I going to say, you know, as long as you eat most of the time, but if you have, you know, if you drink some scotch on the weekend, you'll be fine? No, he's not going to be fine. He already has ulcerative colitis. I'm not going to say it's okay to drink scotch. He may do it. I'm not. I'm just going to say it's going to set you off big time. So it's the freaking dairy that you're eating. It should just be no part of your body at all. But that's me being a nutritionist. Me being a small stepper would say, if you're going to take this on and in a month you're going to quit. Don't bother changing anything because you're just going to go right back on the medication anyway. It's still, for me, is a small stepper's approach to this. And that's going to lead me to what I'm going to talk about um, for this week's episode. But before I do, um, I was just noticing I was at my daughter's um, ballet yesterday. And, and we're waiting for it to start and, it's, and everyone's just sitting there. And I just, I always look around and I'm so guilty of this too. It's not a, it's not a judgment, but I'm looking around, I'm noticing just 99.9% .9 of people 
on their cell phones. And it's just, I, I just have these moments where I go, we, we, we do have time. We, we say we're so busy and I just don't have the time, but there are worlds of ideas and plans and, and logistical, amazing things that we can contemplate in five minutes. I mean, worlds of stuff. You can craft a song. You can think of lyrics. You can think about how you're going to record something. You can think about when you're going to write, what you're going to write. You can have story ideas in five minutes. Massive. And we, we, we have this drive to fill the time. We have, if we didn't have phones, trust me, we'd fill the time, but we'd fill it with that kind of thinking or we would talk to the person freaking next to us <laughs> about something. But we, so we've got the drive to fill the time. That's not going away. And I don't want to change that. It's just what it is. We want to be entertained. It's great. We want us to find pleasure. It's fine. But the fact of the matter is we, we, we can fill our times with so much more quality. And, and the phones are just this thing that I just keep noticing going, my God. And I felt my own drive to take the phone out of my pocket. And I had to make a conscious effort to just put it back in there and just sit. I was with my kids for crying out loud. And I just was like talking with them. And otherwise I would be on the, on the phone when I'm next to my children who I want to spend as much time with as possible, but I work too. And so that time is limited naturally by like just what it is. So I'm like, I'm missing potentially a quality five, 10 minutes for what? For nothing nothing of value on my phone that would that would that would be better than me spending time with my kids. Do you see what I'm saying? We have time and amazing things to fill our time with. We really do. We really have amazing things, but some of those amazing things are unhealthy and nutty nut nut. They're all amazing. A phone is a, in a, literally an amazing I mean it's amazing what this thing is in our in our hands. It's incredible what we've invented, but it's not a healthy thing. It's not a healthy, so sometimes it's a necessary thing, but it's not a healthy thing. We also have things that we can fill our time with that are so much more higher quality, and if we do that sometimes, I think we're better off doing it. Dig? Okay. The last point I'm going to make is I was at a wedding um, at the end. There was a wedding, and I was watching it. It was really nice, and, you know, and I just get like, I'm such like a like a schmuck when it comes to weddings. I'm, I'm, I like tear up at nothing. I'm getting like emotional in my 48 years. Anyway, um, I wanted to just touch upon, you know, this is called approaching the natural. And I talk about the natural, bringing in what's more natural to us as a species. And, and sometimes I'll draw comparisons between us and things like, you know, other species like gorillas, for instance, all this kind of stuff. That's not to say that we, if we were in the wild, we would be gorillas. We, we are a different species. And, I, and so I'm looking at this wedding and I'm going, I, 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 it's concerning to me. I think we're losing the moments of true humanity. I think that when I'm at a wedding and I, and I see what I perceive to be at least, you know, true love between two people and at least that effort to say like, we're committing on this level, whether it works out or not, it's like the small step, like you're making, you're doing this. It's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, but it realizes like natural for us isn't, isn't the same as other animals. It, but I think that when we, a wedding like that is natural to I, I look at it as 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 a as a true human endeavor. It's it's our true nature. I, I I really believe that to be true. I don't I we and there's proof of this in in thousands of years ago they have proof that we played games, that we did things for entertainment, that we the natural part of us is that we have creative minds and other animals may too, but obviously humans have a a, a capacity for creativity and and invention and art and humor that that I don't see existing anywhere else but us. And that that is part of when I say approaching the natural, that is part of what is natural. That's why 
my music step is is approaching the natural for me. This wedding is is two people coming together, you know, committing to each other. That is part of what's natural to me. It's not a hundred percent natural, maybe because it's still modern world and it's signing a marriage license and all this kind of stuff that we invented, and that's part of modern society. Modern society, and it's fine. I'm just saying the core. I'm looking for the nut of this. I'm looking for the the spark of saying, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. That commitment, that that all the stuff that goes with that. What a, what an amazing uh, task that is, and the fear associated with that and the courage associated with that. Amazing. Incredible. And so I just was watching this going, I worry that as a species, we're losing these moments of true humanity, that we're, that we're, we, we, we do better when we grasp those and know what really is happening when two people decide to get married, for instance, or spend the rest of their lives together, regardless of there's if there's a wedding or not or marriage. You know, you know what I'm saying? A commitment like that. And how those moments extend into our lives and thoughts. Throughout these days, we I don't want us to lose those those creative, based on love kinds of things that we do as humans that bleed into everything else that we do. I I worry. That, I'm just gonna be honest. I worry that they're they're they're, they're leaving us those moments, or we're getting cynical and we're getting negative, and we're and I am too. And it's hard to not let that stuff invade our lives. But if we can take these moments, if we can have the five minutes before the ballet starts to just sit for a second and maybe play the me not me game maybe think about something that is that that gives us joy that think about families or maybe if we do use that phone it's to send a, a quick text to a family member we haven't talked to and just to send our love and and these are the little moments that i think make us uh happier and healthier frankly and to do better in, in for ourselves and everybody else okay and i could totally end the podcast there i i literally could have ended the podcaster <coughs> Practice makes perfect, you guys. Subject of this week's podcast, I realized I copied and pasted onto the sheet and in a different font. It bo- really bothers me when my fonts don't match up. Okay, I need font, I need font size and font type to be a perfect. Otherwise, it just completely throws me for a loop. Practice makes perfect. This, um, I got an email from a longtime listener who I will respond to. I've got two emails in the can that I will. Re- I promise you, if you email me, I will respond. The only caveat is if you're a nutty nut nut. Then I won't respond. But I've never, I've never had that happen. Knock on wood. Um, but I got an email, and the email said he'd fallen off the wagon. Now, you guys have heard me talk about this before. I've got, I've had many a client who I've worked with for a month or whatever, and then they, well, it would be a month, and then maybe a year later they go, oh my god, I've fallen off the wagon. And I always say, like, well, okay, let's go through the, you know, this is the people I've worked with. Let's go through what you're, you, you know, okay, you were doing this and that. Well, I'm still doing those things. Oh, I'm still doing those things, but they're not on the list, right? I've talked about this many a time, so I'm not going to, you know, beat, beat that, that, that into the ground again. But part of it is awareness of what you are doing, okay? Part of it is that, is that, is that it is an ebb and flow issue. Part of it is that you your life changes, and so it's a way of thinking, and that you sometimes you're busy and the step list comes back down. But I want to be very clear about my system. My system is is a steps list, a, a physical list that you have physically. Paper, paper. Well, some people have now put it in there. There's a really good app called Wonderlist. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not associated with them, but I use it. Wonderlist, W U N D E R L I S T. It's I use I cite it as one of the resources in my in my in the next in my new book Raising Healthy Parents. Um because it's, it's a really good it's a, if you're going to use your phone anyway, but 
I still with clients, I advocate for paper because I'm like, fold the paper, put it in your freaking pocket because it's like, you know, it's there. Have it in your car, but it's a physical list. So sometimes people go like, well, I've been small stepping um, and it and doesn't really work, but they don't actually have the list. And I, 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 I'm a torn because I always think like, God, I wish we didn't have to have a list. But to me, what just in my experience is just what it is. Let's move on and get some stuff done. Print out the damn list. Is that really going to hurt your feelings to print out a list? Is it really going to be that big? We can fight it. I don't want to have a list. Well, okay, then don't be a small stepper. Okay. Am I harsh that way? Just a little bit, just a little bit harsh that way. If you're going to do the system, you got to do it, right? The first task for real, write it out. Don't just think about it. Write, handwrite, ideally. If you could type, sure, get an IBM Selectric 2 and type that out. I'm not saying, but write it out. Who, what is your ideal life as if it's happening now? These are the cornerstones of my approach. This is what's going to be happening when I launch that site, by the way. It's an affordable way for people to go through this whole system. So you should sign up for it. It will cost you not that much money. And what a great way to like really ink this in. But in response to that, that email. So that, that's what that is. Okay. The last thing I'm going to say is what he, she said was it's just gotten to the point where the one stock of celery really doesn't seem like it's doing enough. Okay. Now, what do I say when I come see last week? I even talked about this. I said the number one misconception about my approach. What do I say? It's that people think that everybody's small steps are the same size and they have to be sort of this objectively small size. If you think, and you've been doing this a while and all of a sudden you go, yes, small sell, stock seller just doesn't seem like it's enough. Guess what? It's probably not enough. Your small step, if you've been doing this a while, should be maybe huge by now. Maybe your small, if your small step has been a stock of celery for the last three years and you're frustrated because you don't think that's doing enough, that's your sign. That's your brain going, yeah, we should have been moving this bad boy up a while. You should, a small, a a proper small step should always be towing the line between what is doable, minimally stressful, and just a little bit over that line, too stressful. It's just that line and you're always pushing it. And sometimes you have to bring it back down depending on your life and things that change, like I always talk about. But that line is always there. You're always pushing the limit of what you can do every single day with minimal stress. But that line changes because as you get used to the one stock of celery and you start feeling good about that and the accomplishment and self-esteem that, that, that happens around that, then you up it to two stocks of celery, then you up it to a small side salad with every dinner, then you up it to a, a, a salad as dinner a couple nights a week. Again, totally up to you. Those aren't actual steps, but that may be something that I might recommend to a client. Depending on where they're at, can you do two? I, you know, that's the back and forth of this project of this process. So understand that if you're feeling frustrated that the five minutes that you do is just isn't enough, take advantage of that frustration because that's your brain going. Let's up this bad boy now. Worst slash best case scenario, you up the five minutes of running to four miles a day. So that's a pretty big leap, but that's not a small step. Sure, it is. If that is something you can do with minimal stress and you enjoy it and it's adding to your life, of course, you can go from five minutes to 10 miles a day. Chances are, if you've been only doing five minutes a day, 10 miles a day is going to be physically too taxing for you and mentally too taxing for you. But I don't know. It's your life. That's why I don't tell people what their steps are. That's why you're the one who decides what the next step is for you. But that five minutes walk could turn into 30 minute walk. If you've got the time and the logistics and the joy of it and you like that movement, then you can go right to 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour with minimal stress associated with. That's your small step, brother. 
You see what I'm saying? Or sister, depending on the gender of the person who is small stepping. <clears throat> I also don't, you know, tell people what their gender is. That's, 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 not, that's not my job as a small steps coach. Um, <clears throat> speaking of North Carolina, what? I'll get a bad review on that one too. I, look, I've looked. I'm just joking around. Again, that was scripted. I read it right off the script. The practice makes perfect of this is, is, to, is to settle on this point that I've talked about, but I'm talking about it again. This is a practice. This is a practice. If you let's I've likened it to yoga. I did it in my in I did it in my um in my book, Approaching the Natural Health Manifesto, my first book. I can say my first book now because I have two books. Isn't that cool? If you're a yoga person who practices yoga, who takes yoga class every and it's your thing. I love yoga. I take yoga every week. Fantastic. Are you gonna tell me that every week that you do yoga, you do more than you did before? that you achieved greater physical feats in yoga every week than you did the week before. Of course not. Because what if Friday night you went out with friends and you had a little too much to drink and you haven't been sleeping well because you've been super stressed at work and then you get up and go to your Saturday morning yoga class. Are you telling me that just because you've done it for the last two years that you're going to have the best yoga class ever? Or maybe are you going to have a yoga class that you can kind of barely get through, but you're glad you did it because it makes you feel better and you kind of sweat some stuff out. But clearly, you're not doing the whatever asana that, that you couldn't do before. You're going to nail it today. You're going to do a handstand on one hand because you've done a handstand on two hands for the last 52 weeks in a year. Of course not. You're going to have a day that's a little bit less, but the overall thing is... I do yoga because it gives me pleasure. And you're not going to be wrapped up in the thing of, well, then I've got to do this better. It's a practice. Practice, the title of this episode, practice makes perfect. You're perfect in your life if you are in the practice of making your life better. If you are in the practice of feeling better. There's a forever nature of this podcast and my approach, my specific small steps approach. There is a forever nature about this that makes it for some, unattractive, okay? For for men, unattractive, not for women. See how I did that again? Again, I'm just gonna just piss people. I just wanna piss people off at least once. And yeah, but my point is it's unattractive because it's not do this, you get this result and you're done. But nothing really is, but I don't sell you that. So there's a forever nature about this. It's weird to take on something that is for the rest of your life, isn't it? If, even if I start this, it's like, 50 years that I'm doing it? What do, what do I get? Well, you get 50 years of living happy and healthy or at least happier and healthier over time. Even if you can't do the one-handed handstand, you're still going to yoga and you're still having fun and, and you're doing other things. Yoga is not the only thing that you think about and live and breathe. You have other things to do as a small stepper. You're doing other things, other areas. You don't sweat that you had to backtrack on one given day and then, you know, because you're going to do more in some other area. It's a constant balancing act. It's multifaceted. It's diverse. It's super cool. But it is forever. So what happens? Here's my question. What happens if you finally you really do feel like you've been small stepping and finally you're just like, forget it. Forget it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And again, I'm, I'm the first to admit, small stepping may not be appropriate for you. You may just be the person who can do that diet and freaking that's your deal, and it lasts for the rest of your life, and I think that's excellent. I, do it, whatever works. I still think you could be a small stepper in diet. I've said that before, and I'll say it here again. What happens if you give in, and you go, forget it. 
I just can't. I just, it doesn't work. Then here's what you should do. Go on a diet. If, if food is your thing, if you're worried about, let's say it's the food thing, okay? Go on that diet or do the P90X thing. If the 10 minutes of walking and your small stepping in the exercise, you, it's not enough. Don't, don't do it. I, you know what I would say? Use that frustration to up your steps significantly. But let's say you just chuck the whole small stepping idea. Do, do the quick fix. And I'm not joking because it might actually work for you. You might be at a place where you'll be that 5%. They say 95% of diets fail. Maybe you're in a place now where five, that you're that 5% that you can do this diet and it's pretty significant and you can continue it. But you're going you're gonna to hear me argue this thing still, which is that you can be a small stepper and maybe that diet is the next step for you. Maybe you're at a point now where that diet isn't stressful for you. It would have been three years ago and you would have done it and you would have stopped and you would have lost the 15 pounds in 15 days, whatever craziness they're selling you. And then you would have gained it back and you would have felt like a failure because you couldn't stick with something you would never were designed, you know, never were designed to, to stick with anyway. But now, three years in of, of the single stock of celery and kind of thinking about stuff and laying the, it's three years. Is that a long time? Sure. Is it your whole life? No. There's a forever nature of this. There's a practice of this. And maybe this is part of your practice now. Maybe trying a diet as a small stepper is part of your practice. Maybe going like, you know what? This sounds fun. I run ultra marathons. Those aren't day-to-day 50-year things. Those are done and over. There are things that I do that I enjoy that are short-term in nature. But the difference is is that I don't train for an ultra marathon and run it because I think it's going to solve all my problems long-term. It's something I do because I enjoy it. It's part of my life that I enjoy. If it caused me stress, I wouldn't do it. I don't need to train for an ultramarathon for anything at all other than pure joy. I don't. It doesn't make me healthier to do it. I can run a few miles a week and be just as healthy as I am when I'm training for an ultramarathon. It has nothing to do with that. It's pure joy. But if you're ready in your mind, and that's why I always talk about, like this is the... The small stepper's job is, as an individual is to set the stage for change, is to create the right mindset for change. Once that mindset is there, you're ready. Your small step may be comparatively massive. Do not keep yourself back by saying, well, if I go from one stock of celery to a big salad, that's too, too big. That's not big if it, doesn't, if it works for you. It's not big if it works for you. It's not big if it's a step you can do day to day most days, not necessarily every day because there's things that come up, but most days with minimal stress, then that's your freaking small step. Got it? And if you're a yoga practitioner, if you have a practice of yoga, what happens? Sometimes you get busy at work and blah, 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 and all of a sudden, you you, you know, like you, you miss one class and then, ah, screw it, and then you're just like, forget it. Well, a small stepper would say maybe time, and this is coming totally back to my video of, that I posted this morning, time and place. Maybe in the new time and place, yoga classes don't work. Maybe you had to move to a town where there's no yoga studio and it's a 30-minute drive to a yoga studio. Well, that's when you do the yoga DVD. Or maybe you can only do and used to, used to do yoga an hour every morning in your old place, but now your new place is different. So now you start with one sun salutation in the morning. <laughs> 30 seconds, an hour, a minute, a minute. Maybe that's what you do because you're a small stepper because you let go of this idea that just because you used to do it, then anything less than that is horrible. You know what's less than an hour a day? Zero per day. And that's what happens when people have locked ideas about what things are or what things should be. They often end up doing nothing 
which is exactly what I would have done with this recording of my new song if I had been locked into the idea that, well, I can't record unless I'm in a studio. I don't have the money to do it right now. I don't have a studio to do it right now. I don't have the time to do it right now. What I did do was apply my desire to make and create music to my time and place now, and I did it. In six months, if I've recorded an al- if I've written an album's worth of stuff, that it, maybe I'll do a Kickstarter and people can chip in and help me get enough money to go into a studio. I don't know. It, the opportunities are endless when you think about things this way. When you are liberating yourself from ideas, preconceived notions that were made up by us in the first freaking place. They're not real. They're made up by us. us. My idea of what it was recorded, an album, is made up by me. That's in my brain. I can, guess what, make up new stuff too. If I'm in the right mindset, if I take it easy on myself day to day so that I'm not under a ton of stress, if I treat, learned how to treat myself well and, and, and do things day to day that remind me of the ability that I have in me. Understand that every step on your steps list, and I hope it's a physical one, is a test. Every day you test yourself, because guess what? If we were wandering around the forest, we would be tested day to day with hunger, with thirst, with finding things, with testing things, with with animals chasing us. We'd be tested. We're not tested anymore. We got it easy. We have have stress at work. I'm not saying that. On a human level, on a self-improvement, how to make our lives better, we're not tested enough, not even close. We don't tap the strength in us. We get through the report at work and that's that's our big stress. And God forbid we try to get our lives in, in check for ourselves. We don't we think we don't have the time or the energy to do that, but we do. We put a steps list together, we create a test, a little test. I'm gonna test myself every day with this three deep breaths. The test is can I, in the midst of all this craziness, do something that is purely for me, that makes me feel better, that gives me more energy, that makes me feel better about myself, and then we move on. I'm not being a cheerleader when I tell you that you all have it. I'm not going, rah, rah, you guys. You guys are all awesome. You're all super strong, but you have that strength. It's there. You got to test it. You got to put yourself in situations that are walking a little bit outside the lines every day. Every day. Not at a retreat, and they're fun. I love retreats too, but again, know what they are. Not on a diet. Diets could be great. They could be great too, but day-to-day, there's still the day-to-day, the everyday, the forever everyday that is this process, and that is a day-to-day test of who you are truly so that you can see what you can actually achieve every day, every freaking day. Practice makes perfect. That's what a practice is. This is an everyday thing. It is not a, I'll do this for three days a year. It is an everyday, this is my life, me thinking about my life, applying these things in my life, living healthier and happier day to day. Dig? All right, you guys. I'm a wrapping it up for this week. This is the Approaching the Natural podcast. You guys are incredible. Thank you to everybody who donates to this podcast. If you think this is worthwhile to you um, as a thing that you want to chip in some change, then I would uh, definitely thank you for that. And I thank you for leaving reviews on um, iTunes and subscribing and all the stuff that I'm supposed to say that every other podcaster says, and it just exhausts me anyway. But if you want to support me in whatever way you do, then I am appreciative of that. Okay? If you want to email me, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. That's podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. You guys are great. I hope you did your task last week of doing a step that is completely unrelated to the thing that you think you need to change. 
and see what that's like. If you don't know what that is, go listen to last week's episode. I will be back next week for episode one, number 197. Number 200 is approaching. I don't know what's going to happen for episode 200. It probably is going to involve balloons in some way. I don't know yet, but in some way. I'll be back next week, you guys. All right? In the meantime, be well. Emerging from all of this 
Keeping me down 